0: This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. Today's program is jam-packed with information. Sunday begins the bb Atlanta Open at Atlantic Station with a sold-out exhibition match Sunday night featuring Wimbledon runner-up Venus Williams. You'll hear what to expect over the course of the tournament. Then we have an alert for the ladies with curves and the big men who love them, a fashion expo just for you and we'll wrap up with some words on safety. As AAA warns, we are in the midst of the 100 deadliest days of summer. But first, we welcome Eddie Gonzalez, tournament director of the bb and Atlanta Open. Great to see you. Thanks for having me. Give us a big overview of some of the cool things we can look forward to with the tournament this year. Well, you,
1: you mentioned about uh, commonality, and that's the beauty of tennis in Atlanta is it's such a common passion point for so many people because of Alta and USTA. Atlanta's the number one tennis city in not only the United States, but the world. And so we're really excited to bring world-class tennis back to Atlanta to the 30th. And we've got fun activities every day uh, from the first day to the last. And it starts with our kids weekend, July 22nd and 23rd. Third, we want your listeners to know that kids can actually come for free.
0: So who can fans expect to see at this year's tournament?
1: Well, we've, we've always prided ourselves on uh, our vision being a mini U.S. Open. And what makes the U.S. Open so great is night matches, people watching, restaurants, shops, and of course, great tennis. And we have that. Atlantic Station has been a great venue for us with all the restaurants and the shops and the midtown skyline views. But the thing we have not had until this year that the U.S. Open has is men and women. So we've actually added women on Sunday night, July 23rd, with the iconic legendary Venus Williams going to be in Atlanta. Yeah, that's and, what I'm really excited about. And She's going to be playing Canada's number one, uh, Jeannie Bouchard. So really excited about kind of kicking off our week-long celebration of tennis with this great women's feature exhibition on that Sunday evening.
0: That's a great way to draw folks in.
1: It is, and we we hope that maybe some of those fans that have not been in the past come and see what a great time it is and all the great uh, amenities beyond the tennis. And then on the Monday night, uh, that's when our main draw starts, we'll be featuring a young up-and-coming American playing that night, And then Tuesday night is our college night, and we give uh, a Georgia Tech player, Atlanta's own Chris Eubanks, an opportunity to play as our feature match that night. And then also uh, the the famous Bryan brothers will be playing on Tuesday night. And they went to Stanford, arguably uh, the greatest doubles team of all time that resonates well because so many people in Atlanta share that common passion of doubles because, again, of Alton USTA.
0: Now, there's been some news about a new layout of this year's venue. Can you give us some insight into what exactly is going to be different?
1: Well, with with all the excitement that the Falcons have with their new stadium and the Braves with their new stadium and the tour championships flipping their nines, we didn't want to miss out on all the fun. So we actually are flipping our stadium and our grandstand court, and that was done primarily for feedback from the fans that it's July, it's Atlanta, it's hot. And so flipping that stadium and grandstand gives really all of our seats at our fans' uh, back. The sun is at their back. So that's going to help uh, address that. We're also adding more shade components uh, as a result more fan activation, and we're also adding a VIP air-conditioned stadium club for that VIP experience with uh, open bar and free food. So that's definitely going to be the place that people are going to want to be.
0: I love how you guys take those surveys, take that fan feedback, and put that into real action.
1: You know, we're very proud that we give back to the community as well, and one of our charity partners this year is the Giving Kitchen, and the Giving Kitchen is an Atlanta charity that provides assistance for those in the restaurant industry that come across hard times and as a result of our partnership with the giving kitchen they're going to be really elevating what i'll call our foodie experience out there and so some of atlanta's top restaurants and chefs will be featured each day inside of uh, our bb and t atlanta open and specifically inside of our lexus lounge it is another kind of vip experience so we're really creating more than just a tennis tournament. We joke that uh, it's a party and a tennis match breaks out.
0: Speaking of the tennis matches breaking out, uh, who are some of the male players that we're going to see this year?
1: So we'll start with our defending champ, Nick Kyrgios. And uh, Nick uh, took the title away from big John Isner last year, who'd won our tournament three years in a row. And your listeners will know John being the highest ranked American and former Georgia Bulldog for a number of years. John will be back with us. As I mentioned, having the Bryan Brothers is really exciting. We also have Jack Sock, who's now the highest ranked American, and he has uh, some roots to Atlanta. He's got a lot of uh, a lot of family here and as a result, a lot of friends, so he'll be a popular draw. And then we've got uh, a lot of the up-and-coming Americans that maybe your listeners aren't familiar with, but uh, I feel like these are future stars from Donald Young, who lives right here in Atlanta, who just lost in the finals of the French Open doubles. Coincidentally enough, the person that beat him, Ryan Harrison, who is uh, an, another American, he won the French Open, and he actually won his first singles title at the Memphis Open earlier this spring, and he's uh, he's on a roll right now. And uh, Francis Tiafoe, uh, Riley Opelka, who made our semifinals last year, who won the Wimbledon Juniors, to uh, Taylor Fritz, who won the U.S. Open Juniors previously and made our quarterfinals, so a great blend of future stars along with current stars, and then as we talked about earlier, the addition of women makes this our biggest and our best field yet.
0: So we know folks are expecting to see and will see top-notch tennis from players from all over the world when they get here for the tournament starting on July 22nd, but what else is, I mean, you've, you've hit on the foodie business, but other things that attendees can experience during the tournament. Well,
1: really one of the neat things about our event is it's very intimate, and our worst seat is 12 rows from the court. So it's like being at a courtside box or courtside seat at any other major event. Again, whether it's the Braves, Falcons, Hawks, or, you know, U.S. Open, and those seats would be thousands of dollars, where our our 12th row seat starts at $39. So tremendous family value to bring the family out. We also have some family packages on the Friday day session, July 28th and the Saturday, July 29th, our friends at Coca Cola bring us our Friday night fireworks on, on that Friday night. And we talked about the Braves earlier. Well, the good thing for us, too, is that all nine days of our event, our friends at the Braves decided to be out of town. So, uh, the, you Braves fans out there coming out and see some world class tennis up close and personal.
0: So, tell us about some of the do's and don'ts for participating as a fan at the BBNT Atlanta
1: Open. Well, I would say the two do's are make sure you uh, come hydrated, just because again it's July and it's hot, and, and make sure you bring your sunscreen. But then also be prepared to uh, see a 140 mile an hour serve up close. Uh, be prepared, be prepared to see the the players actually walking to and from their matches at the 12 hotel. Uh, funny, I ran in our defending champ, Nick Kyrgios, at the Miami Open earlier this year, and he's like, remind me of that ice cream place there in Atlantic Station. And, you know, kill wins is what he was talking about. And he was hanging out with the ball kids, eating ice cream, you know, before and after matches. And just a really fun, intimate setting. And uh, really the, the great thing is there's so much to do beyond the tennis. You can watch tennis. You can take a break, go into our family zone. Get some free instruction you can go grab a, a beverage or something to eat from all the restaurant partners that we mentioned come back and enjoy the tennis and those beautiful midtown atlanta skyline views
0: we know tickets are on sale now walk us through uh some of those ticket opportunities you mentioned some of the family purchases individual tickets and prices how does that work
1: so uh yeah starting with our kids weekend as we talked about so kids come on in for free with a paid adult i think adult ticket is fifteen dollars so that's that first kids weekend the 22nd, 23rd, and starting on the 24th with our main draw all the way through our finals on July 30th. Ticket packages starting at that $39 range, as I mentioned, Uh, from college night. Some of the college kids are out there. We've got to buy one, get one, so that way it's a cheap date while they're home during the summer or bring a friend, uh, you know, to enjoy that. We talked about that Brian Brothers free concert on the Wednesday night with the ticket. We've got a great VIP Ladies' Day on uh, Thursday, July 25th, so some uh, a, a lunch opportunity, you get to meet and greet with the Bryan Brothers and then enjoy tennis in a suite, so that uh, all these packages uh, and all the details are available at BBTAtlantaOpen.com.
0: And that's the website? Correct. I'm sure you have some sort of a need for volunteers, let's put that word out there.
1: Well. Our success is really predicated on the 400 plus volunteers that we have because there's no way we could afford to pay all those folks. And because tennis is such a passion point here in Atlanta, we've got a dedicated uh, volunteer base that help us from being drivers to ticket takers to ushers uh, to what have you. So uh, that's a process that really started in the spring and really kudos to our volunteer leadership because so many of our volunteers come back year in and year out and it's almost like family now we look forward to seeing them each and every year but our success we can't do without our volunteer family.
0: And how many years we've been doing this in Atlanta now Eddie?
1: So it's been at Atlantic Station for six years Uh, it's been back in Atlanta for eight so we were in the suburbs for two years and then 2012 moved to Atlantic Station and to borrow a baseball term, that's been a home run ever since uh, we were, we've were we been at Atlantic Station.
0: And again, the tournament
1: is a part of a series of tournaments in the run-up to the U.S. Open. Correct, called the U.S. Open Series, and uh, we're the first tournament uh, after Wimbledon, and we look forward to having you and all your listeners at Atlantic Station.
0: Okay, best kept secret that we're now going to tell everybody about why we want to come and see at least one match at the BB&T Atlanta Open. So
1: if there was one match to come and see, I would say come Tuesday night for college night because Georgia Tech's Chris Eubanks gets to play for real at night as the feature match where unlike Georgia's football team could never play against the Falcons for real, Georgia Tech's basketball team could never play against the Hawks for real. But one of Atlanta's own, Chris Eubanks, who went to Westlake High School, All-American at Georgia Tech, gets to play for real. So come on down Tuesday night, cheer Chris on, and see a top college student-athlete play against a professional from somewhere around the world.
0: And Eddie, let's tell everybody how they can connect with the BBNT Atlanta Open, especially for 2017. Where are you guys on social? And again, let's have that website.
1: So the website, bbtatlantaopen.com, tickets are on sale now, going fast. So if you plan to come down, please don't wait. And then we're on all the social handles. Uh, The tennis audience is pretty socially and tech savvy. So from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram, you know, et cetera, all those channels, you can find us there.
0: Eddie Gonzalez, the chief business officer and tournament director for the BBT Atlanta Open, nine-day tournament, finishing on July 30th with that great exhibition match featuring one of my faves, Venus Williams. Very excited. This is going to be a great season. Congrats. Forward to seeing you and bring down your uh, niece and come watch the tennis. I can guarantee you will be there. Thanks so much. The Centers for Disease Control here in Atlanta estimates that as many as 67% of American women are curvy, plus sized ladies. And yet, these ladies account for only 1% to 2% of the bodies that we see in fashion advertising and media. The Curvy Fashionista and her TCF Style Expo are working to change that. Permanently joining us now is Marie Denay. She is the curvy fashionista, and this is her brainchild, and it is coming to Atlanta next weekend. Thanks for joining us, and why Atlanta?
2: Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I moved here actually three years ago from California, and um, I had acknowledged that like the South was kind of underserved with plus size fashion resources. I knew it was time for me to leave and kind of. Go somewhere else, and the South for me was, you know, best of both worlds—quality of quality of life, opportunity—and um, Atlanta just, you know, really spoke to me spiritually.
0: So, tell me about the expo.
2: Yeah, so the the TCF Style Expo is literally the curvy fashionista come to life. So it features these designers, brands, and retailers that we feature, we write about, we talk about. It features the influencers and performers that we um, have shared videos about, that we've interviewed, that we've featured, and it brings them all together in one space. Many times when we go shopping at the mall, there's maybe one store that we can shop at, and I wanted to give that in-person opportunity for us to shop, celebrate, to educate, and to share, right? And so at the expo, it's two days of plus size fashion shopping. We have fashion shows. We have seven panels and workshops. We have performances and entertainment. So it's really a two day immersion of celebration of of ourselves.
0: With Ashley Graham gracing the cover of Sports Illustrated this year, I guess finally Main Street America is ready for the curvy fashionista revolution.
2: Yeah, you know, and it's a conversation that's kind of still slowly picking up steam. I feel like, you know, the curvy fashionista has been around for eight years. We've been writing and, and plugging away for eight years. And so to see the growth We still have a ways to go, but it's definitely starting to pick up mainstream. So
0: how many folks can we expect to see, and can anybody attend?
2: Yes, it's open to the public. Last year we had right around 500 attendees, so this year I'm going for a minimum that, ideally 750. Um, We have people coming from literally all over the country, from New York to Seattle to Chicago, Florida, Texas, California. So it's definitely kind of bringing all the girls together and our big and tall men. That is something that we've added this year is um, inclusion of our big and tall men.
0: You've also got some pretty big names that have signed on in support.
2: You know, I'm very grateful for the relationships that I've had over the years. You know, with Ashley Stewart returning as our title presenting sponsor, Dia & Co., who's been making news, especially in the business side of Plus Size Fashion, as our supporting sponsor, Lane Bryant, Chevy. MVP Collections, which is um, Mo Vaughn, the baseball player. He's launched his own Big and Tall collection. Eloquy, Bandolette, Hanky um, Panky, as they celebrate their anniversary, they are really making a, um, an effort to engage the plus-size consumer. So it's really been like, um, even like local indie care, they're a partner. It's really been amazing to bring in these brands, you know, some who are not plus focused and some who do champion plus size fashion to come aboard and to really give that love.
0: We're on the line with Marie Dene, She's the curvy fashionista, a 15-year fashion blog veteran, and she's talking to us about the big expo coming to Atlanta on July 28th and Saturday, July 29th. Where are you guys going to be?
2: So the event's taking place at at the Cobb Galleria Center. Um expo hall C.
0: What's the cost to attend? So
2: it varies. We have a one day ticket, it's at twenty seven. Um, then we have a two day general pass at forty seven, and then we have our VIP, which is a two day pass, plus a um, VIP um breakfast with Dia and Co., which is one twenty seven.
0: And again, you said that there are going to be opportunities for men this time this year, and I, I don't want that to go unnoticed.
2: Right. So for our big and talkment, we have a couple of vendors who've come out. To support, we actually have, um, in addition to MVP collections, we have like um, Big Boy Bamboo, who does amazing t-shirts. We have Big Man Culture. They're actually a local uh, um, Big and Tall Men retailer and collective of um, Big and Tall Men who really pushed the um, envelope in style and in fashion. We are working with Chubster in a strategic partnership who is actually kind of like the male version of my site to really identify influencers' brands and to help us get the word out to our big and tall men as well. Now,
0: oftentimes you could have just been really happy with doing what you do. You've been successful for more than a decade. You could have had a runway show, a lot of champagne, people having a good time, but you're going bigger, going home, if you'll pardon the pun.
2: You know, it's really about, for me, it was a vision that I had years ago. It's about, um, for me, I rely and lean on my faith. Um, It's understanding my purpose. And for me, I get the most joy by providing resources and help To other people so it's really about service for me.
0: It would seem that finally women especially are are getting a better handle on finding a happy and satisfactory body image would you agree?
2: Yes I think the conversation is definitely starting it's actually kind of catching on I have found that a lot of the conversation about self-acceptance body image you know kind of was homegrown in the plus size community and now it's kind of taking a mainstream conversation and really that's what is important you know because we're constantly giving these messages about what these unattainable Beauty, this ideal beauty, when you know it's been photoshopped, it's been corrected, touched, um, touched up, and so realizing that you know you are you are no mistake, you are made. You know everyone has their own individual beauty, and and being able to acknowledge and call that out, and to be okay with that, and so it's important that that message of self love and self worth is really continually expressed and received through what we do.
0: So is social media your friend or your foe?
2: Oh my friend for for example. Like the advent of plus size of the plus size fashion um, community, the growth of plus size fashion is a direct correlation to what um, social media has given. It's the democratization of fashion is what has birthed plus size fashion, right? It has given this voice to women who weren't being seen, who weren't being heard who are more so being dictated to what they should and shouldn't wear. So now with social media, it has given us a voice to be like, no, we want to wear this. No, I am beautiful. You know what I mean? To push back and to redefine the image of beauty.
0: And yet on the runways during Fashion Week, whether here or in Paris, all we see still are the double zeros on the runway. Is there ever going to be a change?
2: Well, I mean, this past year fashion week there was, right? So you have Michael Kors who actually walked down plus models like for the first time in his career. And that was something that was groundbreaking, especially as Michael Kors has long had a plus size collection that he doesn't advertise, right? So for him to show that down the runway, for Christian Siriano to have plus sizes walk down the runway. So you're, you are starting to see a slow change. As we kind of celebrate those wins, I mean, you have Ashley Mel Tipton winning Project Runway, that plus size designer winning Project Runway, which definitely shook up the ideals, right? Because then everyone was like, oh my god, a plus size winner, a plus size designer won? Like, really? Like, how's that work? So we are challenging and still kind of, um, bucking the norm and challenging the norm of that ideal beauty. We're redefining beauty, I guess, in that word.
0: Okay, it's the TCF Style Expo, a revolutionary plus-size fashion conference and expo coming up Friday and Saturday, July 28th and 29th at the Comp Galleria Center in Expo Hall C. The founder is Marie Denae. Is there a hashtag, Marie, or a website that people can check out?
2: Yes, so TCFStyleExpo.com is the website, and our hashtag is hashtag TCS Style
0: Expo. Our guest is Garrett Townsend. He is the public affairs director for the AAA Auto Club Group here in Atlanta. Garrett, we're about a month into what you guys call the 100 deadliest days of summer. What is that and why is it so deadly?
3: 100 deadliest days of summer are when really kids get out of school. They start getting on the road, celebrating perhaps graduation, being out of school. But it's considered deadly because over the past five years, more than 5,000 people have been killed in crashes involving teen drivers.
0: More than 5,000 teens killed in accidents. What are some of the causes? Are they inattentive, inexperienced? So it's more than 5,000 people killed in crashes involving
3: teen drivers during the 100 deadliest days. And really some of the factors are... uh, the fact that they're excited, uh, they're out of school, they're celebrating. uh, Perhaps uh, they have a summer job, so they're traveling to and from work. So they're just on the road a lot more than they normally would be during the regular school year.
0: What are some of the things that more experienced drivers should be aware of?
3: You know, just keep in mind your surroundings. uh, You can uh, sometimes tell uh, if they're a youthful or inexperienced driver, perhaps by Uh, their speed and uh, perhaps their hesitancy sometimes when turning, so just being aware of that. But you know, the other factor to keep in mind is parents, Uh, parents uh, of these teens that are on the road, uh, they have to uh, make sure that uh, those teens are well prepared and receive the proper driving education.
0: What opportunities exist for parents to make sure their kids are prepared to get on the roads? Of course, first of all, you want to absolutely make sure that they have the
3: proper driving education, some type of driving school. Uh, Also, uh, there are uh, different uh, tools that parents can use to monitor uh, their uh, driving. Uh, For instance, uh, AAA mobile app, uh, there's an area on there. Uh, a A drive where they can look at their speed, uh, they can look at really in a sense how they're driving, how they're operating that vehicle Uh, And then it's a good time to have a conversation about that, some constructive criticism to help them be better drivers.
0: Now, walk me through that
3: again. Yeah, so there is a a AAA mobile app, and uh, embedded in that app is something called AAA Drive. And then uh, through that app, uh, they can monitor things, for instance, uh, like their uh, speed Uh, How long they've uh, been on the road, perhaps uh, if they're driving a long time, could they be fatigued? So just some very simple things, again, that parents can monitor it, but really use it as a tool to help them be a better driver.
0: Is there any cost for that, or is it?
3: No, there is no cost. And for a person that wants it tied in with their insurance that they get from AAA, they can receive uh, some discounts uh, as well. So it's a tool not only to help them be a better driver, but help you save some money on your car insurance.
0: Why does AAA feel it is so important to call our attention to these 100 days during summer when the young people are on the roads?
3: You know, AAA has always been an advocate for the uh, driving uh, public. And we want to keep the roads uh, safe for everyone. Uh, The fact is uh, that there's a lot of teens on the road. That number is growing each year as far as the number of teens that uh, are getting licensed. But the truth is um, they don't have as much experience. So we want to be able to help them become better drivers. But we also understand and know that they need specific tools to be able to do so.
0: What are some of the things that parents ought to be thinking about before they give their kids the key to the car, getting them ready?
3: Getting them ready, uh, you want to make sure, again, that they have the proper education And so much of it really is about having the proper uh, tools. Uh, For instance, uh, there is another uh, website that AAA has, teendriving.aaa.com, And uh, there's a variety of tools that are there to help prepare parents and teens for uh, not only the summer driving season, but to help them to be just better drivers throughout the year.
0: All right. Garrett Townsend, thanks so much. Thank you. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, condo 29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective.